You're listening to Conversation Balloons, interviews with experts and friends about how the generations can help each other thrive. I'm your host, Leah Farish. Check out this episode. Today we have our very special guest that I've been looking forward to possibly more than any other guest. These are kids who live in my area, and uh, we're going to talk about school, friends, God, all kinds of things today. And um, I want to introduce them. We have, first, you want to say your name and what grade and age you are? I'm Jacob, and I am 11, and I am in fifth grade going into sixth. I am Michael in fourth grade moving to sixth grade and I'm 10 years old. I am Natalie and I'm going into fifth grade. And how old are you now? And I'm 10. Well, I just think that when we talk about education and how to raise kids and what they need, that it's really important to talk to kids about those things. And that was one reason I wanted to have some guests on my program that could address some of these issues that I've addressed in other episodes. And uh, I want to start out by asking you, what makes a good teacher? Now, you, while you think about it, I will say that Jacob go, is, is homeschooled, and uh, he does have, in the structure of his homeschooling program, he has teachers who do present, and he's had a variety of teachers, plus You can think in terms of teachers in church or in the community, coaches that you've had. Um, And Michael has just finished his year in public school. And Natalie is in private school. So they each have a little bit different perspective. What do you say? What makes a good teacher? Well, personally, I think it's a kind heart and is always supportive of their students? I would say it's not, it depends on where you're going and what you think. This is really just a big opinion. My, um, in my opinion, I, I think it is kindness. I'm agreeing with Jacob that about kindness. Also, I go, I do classes where we teach all in one group usually, and then do it individually. So I also think, like, supporting every single student and helping them, Uh that's another thing. Okay. Uh How about you, Natalie? Um, I think um, that a teacher should be patient and and that they should be a good example. Good point. You have an idea? Um, Yes. So, like, when we go on field trips, um, our teacher or the person that drives the bus or our principal, if we're getting too rowdy or we go somewhere that we're not supposed to, they redirect us. And I really like that about my school. So, mm-hmm. Rather than just calling you down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very much so. <laughs> hey, Natalie, I have a question. What do you mean by patience and, um, well, what do you exactly mean by what you just said? Um, 
Well, by patient, I mean just not, like, rushing and um, not not just understanding that sometimes it takes time to learn things. And by um, setting an example, I just mean just that, like, they're not teaching thing, things that that they need to work on. <laughs> I agree with Natalie very much so. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Have you ever had a teacher you just couldn't learn from who was just the worst? Well, the worst teacher you've ever had. What were they like? Very unorganized, and uh, they could get a little just... Um, Short-tempered? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've had a bad teacher except this one time with my mom because <laughs> she's my teacher. Well, every teacher has some good days and some bad days, right? Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you, if you had to learn something from a book or from a computer, which would you prefer? Hard hard copy, like a paper? Thing to read or read off a screen to learn something? I think I'd prefer reading off a paper. Tell me wh- why you say that, Michael. It's usually because they're always saying, like, screens rot your bl- brain. And honestly, Chromebook, uh, Chromebooks and computers, like, pr- emit light, and that's how they... Pr- and that's how the screens work. So it's a bit easier to read off a paper because it is just simple and not... Why also it is a bit pixely when it's printed, but not as pixely as a computer is usually. Mm-hmm. Does it actually bother you, your eyes, or is this just something you're aware of because people have talked about it? Um, computers actually do bother my eyes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have been writing papers in my afternoon class for about two years now. And I have been looking off of, like, shows of them. Like, for my end-of-the-year celebration, I was being Zeus, and I had to look on the TV, Ancient Greeks, and it helped a lot. But I have mostly used books and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, Okay. Um, I prefer books just because um, they're just more simple and... A computer can be a little complicated. I love books. Well, yeah. L- let me pursue this a little bit. We t- I asked you if you had to learn something for school, which would you prefer? What about if you're going to read a story, uh, a novel, a biography? Would you rather hold a book in your hands or would you rather sit at a computer and read that kind of thing? I think I'd rather hold a book in my hands because it's just much easier to do, in my opinion. I, like, you don't have to concentrate in when, like, the computer's, like, really small print. And oh, usually it's easier to see small print on a paper than a computer. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would rather also hold a book in my hand. Um, one screen that I might prefer is um, I have like a Kindle that's like just for that just has books and it's just very easy. You don't have to go out and buy a book. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's a lot cheaper if you can load a thousand books on a Kindle, isn't it? Yeah, and it'll tell you like how much, like 
I can like look up like how many hours I spent reading on it and like and it's and like how many pages I've ever read and it's like but I like listening to audios. Yeah. But no stories and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Now when you have to write something for school, would you rather write with handwriting or would you rather type it on your computer um i have done both my first year in my afternoon class i had to do hand and then when i realized that we could do um computer typing i asked my mom if she would type it for me so i would say the words that i wanted in my paper and my mom would type it and so I honestly prefer computer more than um, handwriting because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry if, like, your spelling's wrong because you have to hand your paper over to your afternoon teacher. So, and she, But she doesn't care if your spelling's a little wrong because she's a teacher. But <laughs> well, She's seen that before. Yeah, she's seen it before, especially <laughs> with her son. But I should know um but yeah i would prefer computer more okay word processor Um, michael i would prefer writing because it's much easier to do that because with computers you have to like memorize every single key and um it's not very quick for me with handwriting like you can just write it down and you don't have to search the keyboard for letters if you can't remember where's um, what's where and where's what. One thing that I don't really like about writing out a paper is that my I don't have the best handwriting and sometimes like I have a little callus on my finger from mm. like holding the pencil and um and um on a computer it'll it'll like correct it um but sometimes if I'm like writing like not really writing like a common noun or like a, if I'm writing something with a weird name, it, if it like, it, if it like tries to like auto check it. You mean auto correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I do, it, it is kind of annoying. And oh. I find like word, like if I want to like draw a picture, I find it kind of hard. If, like, if I want to, like, make a shape or something. Well, um, if you have to do something for school and you really don't want to do it, how, how do you get yourself to to do it? How, how do you get something done when you're, your heart's not in it? Well, sometimes it's not me who makes me, myself do it, but my mom. But usually I just try to do it and just... Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make excuses to yourself. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm just when I'm just like upset or I can't stop moving, my mom would say, "Bounce on the trampoline." So okay. we have a small trampoline upstairs. That's a good idea. Yeah. Get some energy out. Yeah. Blood pumping. Yeah. Usually how I do it is I just power through it and then once I find something interesting I focus on that and I've, and then usually that usually helps. I sometimes go over it several times and I 
Um, apparently this book told me that you have to think about something for about 20 seconds for it to make it from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. Uh-huh. So I usually try and do that. I usually do it for 30 seconds just for good measure. Never seems to fail. Only, <laughs> on, spe- only on occasional occasions where I really don't want to do it. Uh-huh. Do you promise yourself, do any of you, like, reward yourself or say, if I can just do this, I'll I'll get to do something else later or I'll let myself do this? Mowing the lawn. Mowing... Is that a reward? No. No. When I, when I get that done, I always want to go see the second um, Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and my mom's looking for a time to go see it, and I'm just like, I've mowed f- five lawns. Two of the times were my lawn. <laughs> so, yeah. And one of the lawns had, like, s- like really tall grass. Like the size of this table grass. Oh my goodness. So that's a good reward to get to go see Yeah. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about reading. Do all of you like to read? Yes. Um, Michael, tell me about what you like to read. I really do like to read comic books usually. I Mostly because novels, unless they're really good, I don't like to read them. Mostly because of all the words on the page, and there's not many pictures, only the front cover. Sometimes even no pictures at all. So unless it's a really good novel series, which I have found some, oh, I don't really like to read it. But gra- but graphic novels and comic books, I love to read. There are all st- sorts of different ones I do like to read. I also like to sometimes read picture books. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I also like to read graphic novels. One of my favorite is Dracula by Osborne Books and More. I think it was Kane Miller Publishers. But yeah, I think I've read it about like five times. I mean, like 15 times. What do you like about it? It's just the suspense. Like, That's interesting because you, you know how you it's going to happen. Yeah, after the first still, time. Like, there are some really hard words in that one, so I keep reading it till I know all the words. And so, like, when I get to read all the word, when I get to read it for the, when I, when I read it for the last time that I got all the words right, I, I would move on to the next graphic novel, The Three Musketeers. Oh. And, well, Natalie, tell me what, what you enjoy reading for fun. Um, I really like the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. And um, I like... What do you, tell me what you like about Harry Potter. They're just really entertaining. And, um, it, yeah, they're just really entertaining. Uh-huh. I also like the, like, um... Beverly clearly like the Beast of Sin Ramona and Henry Huggins series. Yes. <laughs> and what do you like about Beverly Cleary books? Um, they're just very realistic and and lots of times they're really funny. Uh huh. It's interesting that those are your your two kind of favorites because one is so realistic, mm-hmm. and one is 
pure fantasy and just the opposite. And you like both kinds. I like the Magic Treehouse series. I just started it, and I'm on, like, like the first quarter of book three, Mummies in the Morning. Oh, I remember that one. Oh, you've read that? No yeah, sp- I've read some no of No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> But I would, um, but I do like to read this book series called Amulet. It's a comic book series. Um, so, um, a reason I really like to read it is because of the uh, the art in it is amazing. Also, the storyline is amazing in my opinion. There are all sorts of um, fantasies and and other worlds, and some pretty. Uh, big stuff that is kind of like magic. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of magic in it. Uh-huh. Also magic. a very big villain that appears like a friend. In the Beezus and Rona series, I've al- I've always really liked Beezus. Uh-huh. What do you like about Beezus? I just kind of I guess I just I don't really I I guess she, I just like how she's She's just very organized, and she's, um, I guess she's, I guess she's kind of like me a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. That's interesting, because that's what you said you liked in a good teacher, too. In my... To be organized. In my The Bad Guys series, one of my favorite characters is Mr. Piranha. He, <laughs> so in the first one... Mr. Wolf invited his friends over to start a good guys club because they were all villains. <laughs> and then, and then what? And then, and like a part of the book, he was just like, I should have stayed in Bolivia. Or, and, but he also said, I came all the way f- from Bolivia from this, <laughs> for this. Yeah, and, he was just and, like, got any meat? Nope, no meat, just cake. Now, this is interesting because you read this. Yes, I read But you're hearing this I've... accent in your mind, right? Uh-huh. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I That's also cool. have one for Mr. Snake. Oh, how does Mr. Snake say? Uh, he's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Mr. Snake. Like, all Wait, these things he does. Those? Yeah, I've read Wait, the entire series. Uh, in the second one, he's just like, why don't you stay here and I'll go eat, I mean, grease those chickens. <laughs> yeah. Let's not spoil it too much, though. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You can, we can handle it. No, I Mr. Don't... Wolf's name is Mo. <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah. In number um, 10. Remember number one? Here, kitty, kitty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about this later. Yeah. Do you have a a good recommendation for some summer reading for <clears throat> other kids? Um, the Magic Treehouse series. That's yes. a good one because there are a lot of books in it, and they're all really fun to read. Yes, I think a series is great. Too. You know, you 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 like one. If you like one, you know, I can go back to that, and that probably won't disappoint. Dog Man, that's a good one. Is that an individual or a series? Um, it's a series. Dogman, um, literally the first one all the way to Dogman, Grime and Punishment. <laughs> Grime and Punishment. 
How about you? What would you say, Natalie? Um, maybe the Chronicles of Narnia and The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. And I don't remember all of them, but like I have like a bunch of books I actually read during the summer. Okay. Uh, and maybe and maybe like um like the Dolores Book of Greek Myths or something. The what now? It's called like the Dolores Book of Greek Myths. It's just a bunch of some of them are a little weird, but it's but it's just a bunch of like Greek mythology. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, those are classic. Those are wonderful. So yeah. you like mythology pretty much? Yeah. They have nice illustrations in those. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a mythological Greek god for my second end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was Zeus. Oh, you got to be the king yeah. then. Oh, yeah. Did you like that? Mm. But wasn't a rather heavy response. If I was a little more buff, then yeah. Because <laughs> I'm skinny. I'm skinny, dude. Honestly, in my opinion, out of all the Olympian gods, Zeus is the most foolish. Tell me. Oh, tell yeah. Me why, why he's, got, he's got at least 122 sons and daughters. Yeah. Uh-huh. He... Like is never, uh, he always is going off and uh, marrying all well, other pe- like marrying other, all, like, all other people like or other gods. And Queen Hera is always just like finding those people and punishing them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she like, tried to kill Hercules. Um, it's how most people think. Um, same as Hercules, but it, in Greek mythology, he's actually Heracles. Yes, sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Well, I just watched the movie we'll Hercules the we'll, other day. We'll go with either, either spelling. Her- right. Hercules or Hercules. Yeah. If you're going to go it's by like Hercules, potato, and, potato. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to go by Hercules, then you should at least call every call Ares Mars and everybody else by their Roman name if you're going to call God, him Hercules. God, Zeus, Jupiter, yes. Hera, Juno, Ares, Mars, Aphrodite, Venus, Hermes, Mercury, Athena, Minerva, Poseidon, Neptune. Um, is there any but is there anybody who's the planet Uranus? Oh, it's yeah, that it's named after. Uh huh. I don't okay. think so. I don't think so. Who would want that? Nobody. Zeus would. <laughs> no, Zeus is Jupiter. Yeah, Obviously, he's already got an alter alter ego. Wait, yeah. hold on. Let me ask you about this. What? You know, it seems like people always give kids fairy tales to read. And mm-hmm. teach fairy tales, even mm-hmm. in school sometimes. Is there a fairy tale that you go, what is that? What? Why, you know, why does that make sense? Or why is that? I don't know. I never got fairy tales when I was a kid. Do they make sense to you? Is there one that really means a lot? Oh, like real, real Little Red Riding Hood? Yeah, those kind I of I never things. got that one because how could... um. How could the grandma inside the wolf yell help? And then how could he eat Little Red? And then how could the woodchopper hear them from inside the wolf? And how did the wolf stay alive when he cut him open with this axe? Uh-huh. And then they filled his, their, his stomach with rocks. And I'm just like, how is he alive? Yeah. Uh, maybe they had a time machine and access to modern surgery. <laughs> I love it. Seriously? <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah. That makes a whole lot more sense. 
Right. I mean, why not? Wait, but he says at the end, I'll stick to cheese. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Lady pushing the kids into the oven. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, I, you know, why do they stay around for that? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure because Hansel got caught, so Gretel, and they were also lost in the woods. I thought it was Gretel. Hansel's the smart one. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait, I'm being confused now. And if you've never heard the story, please don't hear. It's really messed up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. One thing also about fairy tales, I feel like they can really... Like if you heard if you see the Rapunzel movie and you've heard the Rapunzel story, they're pretty different. Yes. Oh, you mean Tangled in the book Rapunzel? Yeah. And Cinderella. Yeah. You know, a lot of them have different. Snow White is basically the same, I think. Yeah. Well, um, let me shift your thinking a little bit toward something Michael said: time machines. If you could go back in a time machine for like three days, any time in history, what would you pick and why? Maybe, well, I kind of had two places I might want to go. I might just want to go back and fix things that I've done. I also just might want to like just go see, I don't know, like, Maybe the building of the Great Pyramid at Gaza or something, just something like that. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, they don't. There are kind of conflicting stories about how they even built those. There, there's something that we that they've discovered though. I'm pretty sure, like you know how it must have been hard to carry the bricks. Well, in images, there are people pouring water in front of the people dragging the bricks, and so people thought like the bricks. The water like hardened the sand, which made the bricks easier to slide on. Uh huh. Interesting. So that's why they had water going. There are three places I want to go. Four, okay. actually. Okay. So the first place I want to go is when, when the Kush started mining gold along the Nile River. Um. Another one is when I would like to go to the Muslim Empire mm-hmm. in six twenty two, and then there, and then there's uh, Greece during when they started worshiping uh, Greek gods, and then the fourth one is in the future. Oh, yeah. I want to see what I look like in the future. <laughs> like, let's say, like, I don't know, like, 10 years. Okay, yeah. 10 Michael? years from now. Um, honestly, if I did have the choice to go back in time, like, in real life, I probably wouldn't because going back in time a certain amount, you um, any time even in the future, can completely mess up how your story goes. You can go into a loop if you meet yourself. Like, history, time itself will go into a loop because you'll keep on looping and looping and looping and looping. So it's really just dangerous to time travel. But if I did have a choice, I think I might go to the revolution of Haiti. So before it was Haiti... 
because I really would like to see all that, how that unfolded. Uh-huh. It, I'm really interested. It's a very gruesome um, and uh, bloody tale of slave revolt. Yes, it is. Yes. Part of the story of the Luigi, Louisiana Purchase, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie, do you have something else? Well, one thing about time machines, um, I think we're, I just think we're prob. God didn't really make us to be like God has a plan, and like if we wanted to try and undo like the fall, God made that happen, and I I think it's not very, or we shouldn't like try to undo it if He allowed it to happen. Wow, that's profound. And that's a that's a hard thing to to grapple with, isn't it? Um, probably the worst thing that ever happened, and yet it's yeah, it has turned out to be part of a a much bigger story, hasn't it? Than just that story in Genesis. Let me ask you: um, you're all in elementary school, as they call it, and I was reading a book that said the elementary years are the age of conscience. Why do you think grown-ups call the elementary years of a child's life the age of conscience? I think what what they mean by that is like um it's harder to get rid of a um to stop doing something when you're adult they say. So um the age of so that being your age of conscience, meaning that it's your only chance to, uh, well, one of your only chances to be able to choose the right path. Okay. Or what you've been taught is right. So you haven't formed all your habits yet. And so, yeah, when you're young, you're making those choices for the first time and they kind of set your course. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. Interesting. I agree with Michael on that a lot. Natalie, what what would you say? Um, I would say that it's well, it's harder to learn something when you're adult. Like it's harder to learn different languages just because you're so used to English. Um, and I th- so I think it's kind of the same thing with right and wrong. Just you need to learn it when you have time and when you still can rather than wait and wait and maybe just like an or like just wait till the last minute. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that at your age you have time to think about these things. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of adults would agree with you that they feel like they don't have as much time to really mm-hmm. consider what's right and what's wrong or or what is the best for for others or how do I balance what I need versus what other people need? Um, um they say to live every day like it's the like it's the last day of your life. Um what they and I think what they mean by that is like uh get uh make up with everybody you've had like a fight with uh Say you're sorry, 
talk to everybody, um, just like do uh, uh, live the day as if it's the last day you're gonna see them or if they're gonna see you. Mm-hmm. What helps you guys make the right decisions that um what are some things that have helped you um to do the right thing when you were tempted? I think I know my mom and um and my dad they've both helped me make the right decisions. Because without my mom and my dad, I don't know what I would do. I'd be really sad. Huh. How do they do that? Usually by providing guidance to me, like telling me uh, like what wh- what I should do and what I shouldn't do, like teaching me manners, uh, showing me uh, showing me what uh, what is the good thing to do and what isn't the good thing. Okay. I think that lots of times I'm about to do something or well lots of times I like maybe I'm in like PE or something and I see a ball we're supposed to be collecting balls and I'm and I have like one ball that I'm already carrying and I see this ball and I'm kind of like well somebody else will pick it up and then I'm then I kind of start to walk away then I well I'm like well, I guess I can just pick it up. <laughs> just mm-hmm. kind of, I guess just kind of think, thinking about, like, is this right? Or is this the right thing to do? Is it right or is it wrong? Mm-hmm. How do you feel after you've done something you know is wrong? Um, <sighs> terrible. I don't feel uh, happy at all. After I've done something that was not okay, I tried to make up, and sometimes they might not forgive me, or they say it's okay, but I know deep down that it wasn't okay for them, and and I say sorry again, and that helps, and that helps a lot, because the next time I see them, they've already forgotten about it. <laughs> or they like forgot that ever happened or just stopped thinking about it mm-hmm. what were you going to say Michael Um, I was going to say I usually feel like nervous guilty I feel nervous like I'm taking every single precaution I can to cover it up like oh, I just feel like they're going to find one way one tiny thing I forgot about, and I'm just, and it's gonna be completely blown out. Ooh, wow, that's yeah, I can relate to that. Yep. Or maybe, um, or maybe you say sorry, and they say it's okay, but they got like this smirk on their face, and then they tell other people things that you didn't want them to tell other people. Then Ooh. you get really mad at them, mm-hmm. and. Then you're just like, now, and then they say, now you know how I feel. Sounds like you've had that happen to you. Oh, yeah. That, I did that once to my brother. Well, I feel guilty. Sometimes I just kind of try to forget about it. Hmm. Um, Almost like kind of assume it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Um. Lots of times I 
I like just confess it to God. Um, um, that There's doesn't... a novel idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, confess to God. <laughs> um, that doesn't really cover it up, but it's better than just forgetting about it. Sometimes when I do something that wasn't okay and they forgave me, but they still looked really sad. I When I would go to bed, I would say, tomorrow's a new day. Um, and so, like, if I saw them that day and I accidentally did something that I didn't mean to do to them, um, I would say I'm sorry, and then they would forgive me. And But, um... But then, um, but then they still have that smile. I mean, sad look on their face. Not, yeah, that sad look on their face. Um, uh, I always say to myself, tomorrow's a new day. So, like, when I saw somebody on accident and I did something to them that's wrong and I'm supposed to see them again the next day, I say tomorrow's a new day. I like your awareness of the damage it does to to someone else and the hurt it causes um, when we do something wrong. I noticed how uh, I noticed how you just mentioned that they had like they said that they were okay. That brings me to something that we, usually everybody says. We just like they're like, "How's last night?" You usually say, "It's okay." Mm-hmm. Um, how was yesterday? It's okay. How was today? It's okay. You, um, like, it's even something, that, it's something that a lot of people do. I do it. Some people I know do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, this, it's like you, it's kind of like you don't want people to really know how it was. Why do you think that is? It's kind of hard to say. It could have been bad. It could have been sad. It could have been upsetting. Yeah, it, there could be some things that happened you didn't want to share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how there are always those movies where it's like there's a bad guy doing so, uh, like a bully at school doing something to the main character, and he's like, you better not tell or I'll do blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So they just never tell, and they're like, it's fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's always there's always that. Well, you mentioned God, and uh, I'd like to find out when you feel closest to God. What helps you feel close to God? For some odd reason, um. <sighs> swimming for some reason like i i can swim down to camp lockridge's deep side of the pool and it's like 12 feet down i can go all the way back i can go all the way down holding my breath and then come back all the way up while holding my breath and i think to myself while i'm going down um and I pray, please, but without my eyes closed, obviously, because I could hit somebody or something. Um, please don't let me run out of breath. And I've been able to do it since I was like 10 huh. or like nine. Uh-huh. I don't even know. 
things that make me feel close to God, usually reading to, reading the Bible, praying to God. Like, wh- um, something funny hap- that happened was once we couldn't find the speaker, I prayed to God, like, asked him if I could, if he could help me find the speaker instantly right after I found it. Huh. It was really crazy. Like, it was hidden in plain sight. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was hidden from our vision. I have two places. Once when I'm sleeping, I I just can think, and it's really quiet. Around my house, it's not usually that quiet. Tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, because I have a, a, five, a six-year-old brother and a four-month, and there's a four-month-year-old baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but when everyone's sleeping, it's pretty quiet. And um, whenever, like, I, whenever just, like, kind of like what he was, um, what Michael was saying about finding the speaker, whenever God just answers my prayers and I, I'm just kind of like, well, that wasn't a coincidence. Mm-hmm. There was this one time I was thinking of something and I was, uh, fear that I was really scared of and I prayed about it. For some odd reason, I had nightmares about it. Mm. And I was just like, I prayed like really hard. Um, but it just didn't work. I mm. just, I didn't even understand what happened. So. Mm-hmm. So you feel like. God was yeah. was not rescuing you from those fears right there. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm just like why? Hmm. Cuz sometimes cuz most of the time when people pray they they always give ants uh, God always answered them with, like, helping them for what they prayed for. So, like, what Natalie and Michael said about, like, the sleeping and the speaker, um, God helped them with that. But with that prayer that I did about the f- thing that I feared, uh, it didn't work. And I was really upset about it because Whoa. I had to sleep with my mom and dad because I was that's the thing I was scared of the most mm-hmm. in my entire life. Well, wow, that's pretty intense. Oh yeah, yeah. But at least you had a mom and dad that could comfort you. Yep. Yeah, that's part of his blessing, isn't it? <sighs> ages, ages one through like twelve, do it sometimes. So. I did read a book. And it was about like um, it was about a boy and a girl, and they meet this friend, um, and he like and he falls out of a tree and like really hurts his back. He's like in a lot of pain, and they pray just like to take his pain away. And in the morning he died, and it just said that that was just kind of a way that they uh, that God answered their prayer, and they weren't really expecting it in that way but mm-hmm. that he still answered their prayer yeah yeah i think you know when when you got through that night you you survived 
and the nightmares were gone. Yeah, when I got to my mom and dad that night, I I was asleep for like I was like awake for like five minutes <laughs> as soon as I got there, <laughs> and then after that I fell back asleep and I didn't have any more nightmares. Yeah, because I, I prayed again, okay. and now that I felt safer. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed it that being with your parents or somebody very close to you can help uh, can help you feel more comfortable. Like being with my mom, uh, when uh, like sometimes I'll come to her room in the night and wake her up. She isn't always happy about it, <laughs> but it's really like I j- there's a hallway, a small hallway between our rooms, like. I'm up in my bunk bed. I'm like, okay, get ready. And I like takes me like a whole minute, and then I just run down, uh, run down my ladder, run right through the halls, and jump into her room. <laughs> it's always that, and I always try to not look down the stairs or into the bathroom right next to the hall. No Mostly telling what could be lurking there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This one time, um, I felt like I felt like really bad. Like I had fever. I felt like I had a fever, and I went into my mom's room. I, she was like heavy sleeping right then, so I was just like staring at her for like one minute, and then I was just like, "Mom," and then she was just like, <laughs> "Mom, you remember that, don't didn't you?" <laughs> it's a core memory. <laughs> well, I've really enjoyed talking to you guys a lot, and I have a final question for you. Okay. What is your advice for kids, you know, seven to nine-year-olds, if you could give them a piece of advice? Would it be? I would say to picture... Like, to picture yourself in the future and, like, before you do something, just, like, think, well, I look back at this and, like, be like, ugh, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that or um, I shouldn't have said that or something like that. Um, I'd also say to try to um, learn, learn things when like when you can so and like maybe and maybe to not watch too much like tv or something mm-hmm. um i'd say just to try i mean most like tv is just junk um i just try to li- like limit what you like maybe say like i'm i'm not going to spend more than 2 hours a day watching TV or something. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, like, if you wanted to watch, like, the Hamlet movie, it's, like, four hours of The Sound of Music. That's, like, three or four hours. I'd say, like, you can do that, but, um, like, just because that's, like, you can't really... Um, sometimes it's hard to watch a movie in two days just because... You have to pick up, and you have to figure out where you were. Um, but I just try to limit how much TV you watch. And I mean, usually, um, seven to nine year olds aren't really on 
cell phones a bunch. Not yet. Are you, are, do you, any of you have a cell phone? Nope. No. I have to be at least 16. No. Oh, okay. Um, All right. But I do have advice for okay. the seven to nine year olds. Mm-hmm. If you have, I'm talking to you kids. Um, <laughs> so if you have a problem and you don't want to talk to anybody about it, at least just talk to your parents about it or at least God. But if it's, like, something that could really embarrass you, don't feel shy to talk about it to your parents or to God. That's what I did once, and it helped a whole lot more. Hmm. Um, That's wonderful. I have some advice about school. Mm-hmm. Learn your multiplication facts up to ten, times 10, because that will actually help. Like, you don't have to learn... Um, uh, division if you learn multiplication and a lot of addition and fractions and subtraction will be easier if you know multiplication mm-hmm. because um, multiplication is kind of like a way of shortening long addition sentences like 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2 um, could, could be, be 4 times 2 yeah uh, which is 8 so it's kind of like and um, multiplication is the opposite of division which would mean like two um, times four equals eight, um, while eight divided by two equals four. Mm-hmm. So it's so you just have to rearrange it a bit, and um, and you'll get uh, different numbers. Like um, eight divided by four is two, so it's all interlaced. It's kind of like an intricate pattern that connects. That's how all mathematicses are. Um, so they were designed to be that way. But one thing I I would advise is like even if you don't have like a like a assigned reading or something, you could go on like other schools and just look at what they have. Maybe to like set goals to in order to try and um like not just start something to like since like lots of times like learning like. Latin or something will help you with like in- learn know English better, um, and to learn more and to learn like lots of vocab, uh, to try to not not just like say that you're gonna do something later, or that you're gonna learn something later, um, just because lots of times you don't really end up actually doing it. So maybe just try like. Um, um, not like develop like just like try like if you start developing a bad habit, just don't do it. <laughs> Cause I feel like the longer you do it, the more the harder it is to stop doing it. Maybe don't don't pit don't do too many activities because then like sports, just because then like you don't have as much time for learning. Well, we got a bounce, but I really appreciate your time. And, yeah, this was fun. Uh, good. Well, it was fun. I for gotta me admit. Too. <laughs> and I want to thank our producer Caleb and invite you all to come back next time. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Conversation Balloons. Look for more episodes and information at leahfarish.com. That's l e a h f a r i s h dot com. And follow me on Facebook and Instagram.